Hello, welcome to Toppy TV. It is the match preview Manchester City versus Everton at the Etihad. Uh, joined by Everton's echo correspondent, Joe Thomas. Thanks, one, Joe. Good to see you. Yeah, good to be here again. Thank it's, you. it's good for you to come in for what is one of the easiest away games that Everton <laughs> are likely to face um, ever. Um, no, listen, Manchester City away, it's always a very difficult game. Mm. It's mad to think that coming up to about, well, like 13 and a half months ago, since Everton last played at the Etihad, Frank Lampard was the manager. Yeah. Lots happened since then. Oh, absolutely. And Everton got a draw, an unexpected draw that afternoon with a worldie from Damari Gray. And it, you can't help feeling, and that was against all odds that day as well, you can't help feeling it's a similar situation this time where the odds are stacked against Everton. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind taking the exact same results and uh, moving on from Yeah, there. absolutely. It's weird because, yeah, you're right, obviously, you're Everton are heavy underdogs mm. in this. But I would give Sean Dyche's, this Sean Dyche Everton side more of a chance of getting something than I would necessarily Frank Lampard at that time, especially yeah. when you bear in mind where they were, obviously, come yeah. back off the, off the World Cup break and had that disappointment against Wolves mm. and then... Yeah, we know what happened there after Brighton, United, FA Cup, Southampton. I just don't want to relive that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that again. But I don't mind reliving that trip to the Etihad mm. when, like, when mm. they're expecting the worst. And actually, you know, Lampard's side put up a good fight. Obviously, Ben Godfrey, who would probably be involved at the weekend, was was central to that, wasn't mm. he? But Haaland still scored, but they definitely got under his skin. Yeah. I mean, my kind of lasting memory from that is I still can't really believe that Haaland stayed on the pitch. I thought it was awful what he did on Mikalenko. Yeah. Seeing it right in front of you, whereas like you had Mikalenko, obviously quite slight in comparison mm. to Haaland, and he had his back turned, didn't know what was coming. It was a long run up from Haaland. He, sh he should have gone for that. Mm. That was horrible. He was out of control, wasn't he? Absolutely. And, you know, no, at Connor Cody in the studio recently, and he was talking about that they decided to give him a whack and see, mm. and it was Ben Godfrey who was going to do it. And they, as Harlan got up and said, was it you? He just that was <laughs> very quickly <laughs> when you see yeah, yeah. a six foot five fella coming towards you. But he obviously Everton that day rode the luck a little bit mm. and it took a world. And with all the best Evertonian glasses on and hat and scarf and biasedness, it still feels like it may well take a lot of good fortune and a worldie mm -hmm. to get us something just because. Manchester City, the, the switch seems to have flicked yeah. like it does in the new year with them. They tend to just start cheering and wins out. And we saw them go to Brentford the other night and Neil Maupay uh, scored again. And they went behind and then Phil Foden just went, right, enough's enough now. And, and they end up winning the game. And they're in that, it feels like they're in that groove again at the moment. Yeah, it feels it? like they're just starting to kind of whir up the gears, don't mm. they? And you kind of, we got that sense a little bit. Um, over Christmas yeah, when they came yeah, to Goodison, yeah. didn't we? Because again, like there are there are reasons. I say this kind of tentatively. There are <laughs> reasons for some. Like obviously, that game ever were brilliant. I thought first half mm, they, first they half. were really really good. Mm. Second half they were just you know beaten by a better side, and you mm. could just see you could just see the quality there. Yeah. I thought that was one of the best performances I've seen at Goodison from an away side, and collectively, I think we've mm. seen some very good individual performances. Yeah. Um, but collectively, I thought that was a very that second half for Man City. They were just unstoppable, Rodney. and they had a bit of luck with the penalty, yeah, yeah the Inanna handball. But I think the I think the second goal would have come anyway mm. and, and gone from there. But they're fragile at the back. You know, they they mm -hmm. concede most games, and this is an Everton side that create chances against most teams. Mm. Whether or not it takes them, that's probably yeah. more the the issue at the, the moment. But yeah, there's there's no doubt that it's going to be a very very difficult game, and I think that. It's an interesting time to have this kind of game because 
trying to assess where Everton are right at the minute feels just so difficult for so many different reasons. Yeah. You know, on the one hand, like they're getting on for, I think it's what, one win in 10. Mm. On the other hand, I spoke to Deitch about this last week, he goes, well, if you if you start the run four games early, you're in that go for 14, you go, what's well, five wins in 14 and mm. then eight clean sheets. And on the other hand, they've only lost to, to Luton this year. So it's, it's kind yeah. of... There are so many different ways in which you can interpret where Everton are right now, but I think obviously in the, the points deduction has a massive impact on this and the injury situation does as well. Mm. You know, it does feel a little bit, it probably feels a little bit worse than momentum does than it actually is in reality. Yeah, but, I mean, Premier League games, it's the last 10, four wins, four defeats, two mm. draws. So if you looked at it that way, I mean, well, you know, you're 14 out of, what are we on, 14 out of 30, <laughs> almost half points. Mm. You go, that's okay. We would be on. 29 points you know it, we'd be having a different conversation because Everton would be whatever it is five or six points outside the European spot well, this, but this this conversation about the game itself mm. Joe will probably still be very similar because yeah. Man City the best, they're the best team in the world factually mm -hmm. and they are like we've just said they have clicked into game you're absolutely right the first half at Goodison December the 28th wasn't it Everton winning 1-0 and well in the game, had limited City a little bit, but that whatever Pep said at half time to them, they came out second half and they, we just got beat by a better side. I mean, we were the, the penalty for me wasn't a penalty. No. Dominic Cavalloon misses a great opportunity yeah. at two one. We then go and throw. I mean, that day Everton basically threw two goals in the net, and there was a penalty. So we have to make sure that that isn't the case tomorrow, uh, sorry, on Saturday at the Etihad. But we are going to have to overperform and, and we're going to have to hope that they yeah. underperform if we're together. And that's how it feels anyway. Even more so with the injury situation. And injuries as well, as well you know, of course. Yeah, they, you know, Deitch is operating with one hand tied behind his back, mm. isn't he? Like it's a Fredbear squad at the best of times. Yeah. And you look at not just the amount of injuries that they've got, but the personnel that, that are injured. Yeah. You know, I mean... Abdi Decore is so central to Dominic Calvaloon, or better, not getting isolated. We've seen the issues it causes when Decore is not there over, yeah. over recent weeks. It feels like that's something that's getting up the pitch to support Calvaloon. Feels mm. like it's going to be something that's going to be very difficult to do against this Manchester City side yeah. at home. Um, and obviously, you know, they've got you know, the scent of blood, haven't they? Now as well, I think if they they win their game in hand, I think they're top by rights, aren't they? Yeah. And you just with Liverpool having lost at the weekend, you just think they're probably going to be on, and they haven't quite got that competing interests of European football either Just, they, yeah. at the moment which mm. yeah, they would do in a couple of weeks time when the Champions yeah. League comes back round so yeah there there's a lot of reasons to kind of go go into this game and think uh, yeah. but you know you, you never know like I say one thing that Deitch does seem to have instilled in this side is that resilience that mentality they can get anything from anywhere mm. um, and we, as I say we saw a far less resilient side with far less belief get a point there last season mm. so Fingers crossed. We'll see, yeah. I mean, one thing Sean Dykes has done well since he came in is, is change Everton's away form. Mm -hmm. You know, the the far more durable on the road now. He hasn't been able to correct our home form. That's, that's his, I think that's his biggest conundrum, really, how to get us playing fluently at home and getting results because mm -hmm. three home wins in February is shocking, in my opinion. But away from home, we have been five away wins this season. We have been much better, but this is obviously a really tough place to go. If we have a look at um, the last time Everton played, the team from last Saturday against Spurs, obviously he's, you, you've, been at, you've been at the press conference mm. today, talked about Amadou Onana, they'll have a late check on him. But looking at that side, Ben Godfrey, there was asked, he said cramp last week, was he 
Has he any indication whether Ben Godfrey's going yeah, to be fit? It was, it was cramped last week, so I don't think. So you'd any, expect him to be fine. Yeah. Do you think there'd be a change at right back? Do you think Godfrey will stay there for his pace? Could... Uh, I think it'll probably still be Godfrey. Obviously, mm. Ashley Young's come back to fitness. He mm. played last week, and also Seamus Coleman obviously finished that game. So yeah, you know he's yeah. getting there. But I think Godfrey offers you a lot. I mean, I when we went to, to Fulham and mm. saw the team sheet, Godfrey at right back, I must admit I was having palpitations a little <laughs> bit, cause, especially against Fulham, because I remembered his performance at right back against Fulham in mm. the home game last last season. And, you know, it, it was difficult. Mm. Um, but he's proved me he wrong. Well, like, I have to put my hands up and say, like, fair play to me. He did all right against Spurs the other day. Mm. You know, I like him in certain positions, and right back isn't one of them. But... Mm. But he's doing a decent job, and I say his pace and his strength, but yeah. they're, they're, they're crucial, crucial you know, for recovery, yeah. um, and just having someone in the box as well defensively. Mm. And yeah, we had a good, we had a good game against Haaland last season. I know, obviously, that was in the middle, but I, I reckon that you'd probably stick with with, with Godfrey at the time being. Um, so, what then, would you do midfield wise then? Because if Onana is fit, because Adrissa Garner game was fabulous was last Saturday, yeah. best player on the pitch for me. Him and James Garner had a good game. Jack Harrison. In a little bit in and out, off, but he's probably the best suitor to the Decore role. But yeah. do you think that he'd go with that and Onana be on the bench, or do you think I'd keep this... it the same? I would. Yeah, um, would you? And and the reason being, like I, I wouldn't play Amadou Onana. Okay. I'd rest him. Like yeah. if there's any, if there's obviously still an element of doubt about him now. No. Would you have him on the bench just uh, in case? Maybe or, have him or... on the bench so he's mm. in and around it. But yeah. um, you know. But I, I wouldn't be seriously thinking about giving him a big role in this game because I mm. think he's too important a player for the rest of the season for yeah, Everton. Yeah. And I think we've got we've got a couple of players all of a sudden that have just had one or two injuries over the course of the season. We, what we don't want is a scenario, say, with Decor in. I know he had different hamstrings, mm. but he went out of the team, yeah. missed him, brought him back as soon as possible. And not saying he was rushed or anything like that. No, no. So you come back mm. and then he's, he's out again. And I think that the way in which the season is going to work and the way in which we're Everton are right now, let's... City isn't a free hit. Got to take it seriously. Got mm. to do the best to get something out of that game. You never know. Evan haven't had much luck this season. Mm. Could be the one it turns. Could be the time that one finally goes in off Calvert-Lewin's backside, or they get a dodgy penalty or something. Mm. You know, you never know. Yeah. I, mean, um, I think we do know. So about I the think penalties. we do know. But the like, penalties, yo, but yeah, um, you never know. But but for those reasons, you know, like I would just protect Amadou Anana yeah. because I'd be looking at there's there's what there's there's. Eight days until they play Palace at home. Nah, and that Palace game is a nah. massive, massive yeah. game in the context of everything. And we've got to work on the basis that this is an Everton side on minus ten and potentially could face more. Uh, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen there. But you've got to work on the worst case scenario. Mm. And what Everton could do best to protect themselves at the minute is put themselves in the best possible position to take maximum points off Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, and for me, if you had the opportunity, if Amadou Anana is eighty percent going into a game which you know odds on you're going to struggle with. Mm. Just take him out of the fire and like, yeah. give him another eight days and make sure that he's 100% for Palace because, mm. yeah, especially a Palace side that won't have, by the looks of it, Eze in and Nora Lise as well. Mm. You know, you, you take advantage of that and you Got target to. that game and you go all of a sudden if if Everton win that match and you know, you know around then we might have the points verdict, you know, mm. the appeal verdict back, might get a few more points back. You never know. All of a sudden, the momentum might shift Shifts the other again, way. So I protect Anana yeah. and I probably carry on with where it was at the weekend with with younger on the on the right of midfield just because of you know, defensively you just offer a little bit of protection there to Godfrey. to Godfrey and there's a bit of maturity there and his experience you know that that all helps yeah. if you haven't got Coleman on the pitch so that's probably what I do and, and Harrison in the the kind of the tender Corey role I think 
I, I think that's the best alternative yeah. solution that we've seen during the periods that the Corey has missed. Mm. It's not a perfect solution, no. but there have been a few times when it hasn't been bad. Did all right against Newcastle. Mm. Did all right against Spurs. Um, you, you know, the other day, you know, he's probably the one player that Evan have got with that little bit of guile that can do that job mm. better than anybody else there. Quite like to see Dan Juma in that role. Obviously, he's not fit, and I. He'd be more attacking, and mm. this wouldn't be the type of game to test that out. No, I think no. In, in, in that. No, and no, obviously Gomez had the goal, and he was all right in there as well. well Gomez think, did well; he did a job. That, like, I mean, he don't know, but I, I think well, he's very I good tend Spurs, to agree. And obviously, he got the goal against Palace, and yeah. so I, st- I do think Harrison's probably the best yeah. suited in that role. Let's have a look at Manchester City last time out. For them, their lineup. There we go. They have Carl uh, Walker at right back, Diaz, Nathan Aki, Guardiola. Rodri, who is fantastic, then Silva, De Bruyne, Alvarez, Foden, and Haaland. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Uh, it's quite, it's quite a phenomenal lineup. And then there's yeah. play, players still like Jack Grealish, Bernardo Silva, those kind of players who they can call on as well. And yeah. Oscar Bob, who's a young lad who's coming through. There's so many brilliant players for City that um, you do have to just go. Okay, let's just take it in sections. Keep the structure right. The fellow we've identified as the danger man. Um, you know, it's, it's no surprise to anyone. No. It's Erlen Haaland. You put them up. Now, these stats are provided by SofaScore as well, if you want to download the app. The link is in the description. But uh, 17 games for Haaland, 14 goals from an XE of 15.67, so just underperforming. Five assists as well. And he's uh, expected assist 1.27 per game in his heat map. Is uh, He's quite active. He's not a bad striker to call upon, is he? And um, no. he's back in the mix now and he'll be looking to, to get back in amongst the goals, won't he? Yeah, he will be. Um, I think probably the bigger threat for Everton is you just look at those four in, in midfield that are just mm. going to be camped around the edge, edge of the box, aren't they? Because, I mean, the, the one thing that Deitch sides, Deitch's Everton tend to be pretty good at is forcing teams out wide so mm. they've got to cross the ball and they can defend the box pretty well. Yeah. You know, obviously, Bramthwaite and Tarkovsky will still have a very difficult job against Haaland, but that's at least playing to their strengths as well, isn't mm. it? It's those players they've got that can un- unlock things around the edge of the box, isn't it? Like, obviously, we saw Foden's well, Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? Really? That's it. Like, yeah. you know, it, there's, there's no doubt this is going to be a, a, an uphill task. And yeah. Rodri, obviously... You know, his second half performance at Goodison was just phenomenal. I thought that was that was up there, you know, like probably one of the best individual performances from my way player I've seen at Goodison in the last few years. Totally. Like, yeah, you know, I think when I think of it, I think of that, I think Christian Eriksen for Brentford, uh, back end of the, the Lampard yeah. season when he came playing I thought that you know, he really purred and yeah. Caicedo played very well in the Brighton four one a year ago, yeah. didn't he? But yeah, Rodri's that just was different, different level gear, isn't he? It's, it's how fluid it is, how Best easy it looks the to the world him. in his position, in just position, yeah. unbelievable. So. Uh, we've done, Ned's done us a stats pack for the game, so let's have a look at that. This Saturday at 12.30pm, kick-off Etihad Stadium in Manchester, Man City take on Everton in the Premier League. Man City have played Everton a total of 53 times in the Premier League, Man City have won 25, Everton have won 18 and there has been 10 draws. In fact, Everton haven't beat Manchester City in the Premier League since the 15th of January 2017, a 4-0 victory. Everton have only won two points in the Premier League against Man City since that game with two 1-1 draws, one back in 2017 August and the last one being New Year's Eve 2022 with a Damari Gray strike at the Etihad. 
This season, Man City are sitting second in the league. They've won 15 games, drawn four and lost three. Everton sit 18th, they've won eight games, drawn five and lost ten. Although Everton do top the clean sheet charts this season with eight clean sheets, Man City have five. Man City top goalscorer this season is Erling Haaland with 14 goals. Everton's is Abdoulaye Decore with six. And Phil Folden is Man City's most creative player this season with seven assists to his name. If you look at the tackles table between the two teams, James Garner is on top with a total of 60 tackles this season. Thank you, Ned. I mean, I was reading some of them and it, it doesn't fill me with massive confidence, Joe. But, uh, but it, it, listen, we have got to go there and just keep our shape, which is something that Sean Dyche has got the structure of the side right going away from home. I hate, I hate the free hit thing. I hate it because yeah. it's a game of football and anything can happen on a day. So we have to accept the challenge that is in front of us. And then, like you said, almost what will be will be. And then all eyes will go on to Crystal Palace, won't it? Because yeah. the Everton season won't be defined by Manchester City away at the weekend. No, I don't it, think it, so anyway. No, I don't think so. But as I said, they've still got to go there with a little bit of belief. They can't take it as a necessarily free hit. I think this Evans side, this Sean Dyche side, is most effective against teams that underestimate it. Mm. And I think every now and then, you know, we've seen it come up against sides in the first 15 minutes. They've just been up against... That's why they scored so many early goals. You look mm. at Brentford away this season, Brighton away last season. Um, and Brighton at home this season, you know, they, they can be so physical and aggressive mm. that sometimes I think sides come out of the traps and they're just not ready for it. Yeah. And you can almost stun them a little bit early doors. And... Probably got to go hope that this is the game that Man City turn up for, expecting to win mm. and get a little bit of a surprise because what we have seen is most teams are scoring against Man City mm. this season. I mean, Brentford took the lead against them on Monday. I mean, Neil, Neil Mope got the goal. So, I mean, if anything could kind of fill you with a little bit of hope that maybe something could happen. And like I say, that's that's got to be the target. If everyone could get an early goal, obviously it's a big if. Mm. But if they can start positively, try and get something out of it. We know how good they are from set pieces. Then after that, we'll see how it goes, yeah. really. That's got to be the, the, the best way because they are due luck. They are due, <laughs> like, I mean, this, this could be like, the, could be know, the old, and, that's, yeah. and that's why I'm clinging on. At to, least you're you smiling, know. and that's good because you, you know, you're coming out. Three you. Harlan goals disallowed for VAR, That'd two penalties nice. for Everton, one well, of which is outside the box, but VAR doesn't. As if we'd go, Joe. Oh, no, 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 you go. are. That's you're it. talking pure fantasy stuff. That's it. I mean, he scores a free kick. These have scored 57 consecutive home games. But Everton, have, you know, a set piece might be at Everton. 50% of Everton's goals have come from set plays this season. So, who knows? You know, we could put them under pressure there. But it's, it's going to be a huge task for the Blues or the Salmon Pinks. So, it'll probably be at the weekend. Going to the Etihad. Joe will be there covering it for the Echo. Let's hope Everton can uh, surprise everybody and get a positive result. Let us know what you think in the comments section below. Make sure you check out Joe. Uh, all his echo pieces Everton <laughs> correspondence excellent always well balanced always good so check that out as well and uh, we'll see you later